Welcome to Off the Crossbar, a Ray Osalik podcast. This is episode 34, I suspect, um, but we're taking a little bit of a different tack here. Uh, this is all focused on preseason. We're doing short episodes, uh, so expect like 20 minutes from us multiple times a week. Just what you've we're always wanted. Se- yes, a series of 20-minute episodes. Yeah. yeah we're going uh, to try to take soccer seriously for a second. I'm yes. Uh-oh, bad news, guys, <laughs> for uh, this episode. Uh, you also we'll see... save all the chit chat for the regular season. Yeah, um, I I said see, but you'll also hear that uh, one of us is going to t- kind of take an expert role in each episode, and the others take the usual role of an off the crossbar host, which is decidedly not expert. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Enjoy this preseason thing and uh away we go i guess but we should probably start with a very 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 brief social hour good movie away we go that's mine uh get vaccinated if you're eligible and yes. have no health concerns that mean you shouldn't cover anything yeah. uh keep wearing a mask guys it's really annoying when people i mean yeah yeah, it's yep. really annoying that now we're getting people even more. So just being like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. Just keep wearing a mask. It's not a problem. Yep. It's not like we've been doing it for a year. You don't get to complain yep. about it anymore. Get over Agreed. it. All right. So this it's episode, so we are talking about the preseason schedule, which coincidentally, if this episode comes out as scheduled, starts today, uh, which is March 8th. Now we're recording this on a day that is not March 8th. So if you sense some confusion in the audience here, there you have it. So <laughs> if any news we, drops between the night of the 4th and the 8th and we don't discuss it, that's why. Yeah. Maybe I'll come in and record a little sting for it. I don't know. Yeah, we could. The singer-songwriter, I mean. All right. Yeah. So what we've got this year is uh, probably the most like weirdly condensed uh, schedule I've seen for Ray Salt Lake. We know that MLS starts on, I knew the date, is it the 17th? Yes. I we know that so. MLS starts in mid-April. And we have just three preseason games, which uh, looking back through previous years is a, not many, certainly. Uh, 2020, we played actually just three games. Um, I was going to say, we usually play three or maybe four or five, but it's usually not that many games. Yeah. Um, And we're playing in order. April 3rd, we've got the Colorado Rapids. April 7th, we've got Phoenix Rising FC. And April 10th, we've got LA Galaxy. So three games, 10 days, and the rest of our training is in Harriman, Utah. And, you know, um, I'm trying to decide how I feel about this. But I think we've got enough time to take some opinion from my fellow hosts. So, uh, Kyle, what do you think? About, Is it too short? Yes, I think so. I, I believe so. Yes, I think it's too short. And I think, well, I, you know, we're in this like we're on the the precipice of like, you know, um, we can see the the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to COVID. And I think it's going to be, it's pretty clear that the vast majority of the country is going to be vaccinated by the end of what appears to be May. So we're in this like weird thing where unnecessary risks at this point 
are kind of just uh, even more unnecessary, I'd say. And uh, but it does feel short. Trevor, do you think it feels short? I think it feels short. I think it feels short, but I think it feels like justifiably short. We're yeah. going to be playing a version of a condensed season anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is also we still don't know what that's going to look like yet. Yeah, we have no idea. But yeah, I, exactly. I think everybody's anticipating a thirty some odd game season, right? What's the normal? I think the it's thirty four, isn't it? Thirty four. Yeah. I think I think they're shooting for a thirty four game season still. What I'm hoping that we can starting do, a month behind. So yeah, I'm hoping we do the uh, if we do a condensed season or there's just less time in between games that we do the five sub thing. Did we yes. did we do the five sub thing last season? Yep. Yeah, we oh, did. Cool. Yeah, that again because uh, having just watched Liverpool lose, I think like the fifth game in a row at home uh, or whatever, or I don't know what it is because like they've started their twentieth different back line um, due to injuries. Uh, I just really do not want to see this year be an injury season. It would just be really bad. Yeah, MLS rosters are certainly not built for that sort of longevity. Yeah. And for games every three, you know, every three to four days for like eight to ten weeks, which I think is kind of realistic, um, given the time frame, we'll have to jam all this in. Now, maybe that means an extra busy summer. Maybe that means like we play every five ga- five days on average instead of every seven days. I think there's a lot that remains to be seen. Um, one thought I had in thinking about the preseason schedule, um, I, I wonder if it's preparing us well enough for the season. Kyle, I think you're right to to uh, think that caution is well advised. Um, I think that's pre- undeniable at this point. Um, but I, I wonder looking at, um, so I'm looking at the Seattle Sounders uh, preseason schedule. And they've got five games. One against Tacoma Defiance, one against Portland Timbers, oddly two against LA Galaxy 2, and uh, one against San Diego Loyal. Um, although there's a LA Galaxy 2 game on the same day as the San Diego Loyal game. So, so really, who knows what they're doing. But um, And it, it reminds me, you know, I was at preseason last year in Tucson, and they had a the game going. And then uh, right after, right before, I don't remember which, there was actually another game going on just off to the side uh, in like a side field uh, that had all the RSL players who didn't feature in the other game. Oh, um, that's right. So I don't, I don't know if we'll see some of that or if they'll really clamp down on those sorts of things. But I guess to be fair, like three, three like formal games and if they play three informal games, like maybe that's enough. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think, um, I mean, speaking about Seattle specifically, I think it highlights that each team is probably going to do their own version of whatever they feel is best. I mean, we've done in the past where we've done like 30 minute halves, you know, we've done games where it's just like, um, whole, like whole lineups for one half, a whole lineup for another, or we've done it in like, you basically have like 11 subs or like 22 subs and you play like these 11 people for like 20 minutes and then these for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So I think it's exciting that we're going to be watching these guys play, but I, 
I don't feel like gleaning anything meaningful from preseason games um, is really possible, to be honest, just because like it's it's going to be the same thing. And I think the Seattle schedule highlights is each team is going to do whatever they want. Nobody like trying to glean a projected starting 11 or anything like that from preseason games isn't really possible in a lot of situations. So, so I think I'm stop you there, Trevor, uh, because I, I want you to remember Alfredo Artunio's magnificent <laughs> preseason goal. That's right. They really heralded a great career at this club. I thought you were going to bring up Luke Mulholland's preseason appearance his first year. He had oh. like one or two free kicks that were pretty good and everybody <laughs> blew their stack about him. They were I so mean, happy. That continued for several years, <laughs> despite no appearances in the last three years. I think that continued the last three uh, years. Yeah. Um, although he did play in preseason for us this year or last year, last year, 2020, um, and promptly injured his back and yeah, went on like, to only make Real Monarchs appearances the rest of the season. Yeah. No, I just, I think we're following the same kind of pattern that the team has followed for the last several years, which is go to Arizona and play a couple of games. I think yeah. RSL has just kind of fallen into that rut and it's a comfortable rut. And if it's been working or has does, it for the does, team, like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Does the senior team like ever scrimmage against uh, the Monarchs or is that not a thing that happens? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it happened at least once, but I, they, the way they're crafting the ra- the roster now, it would just be an inter- intra-squad scrimmage, right? Watch yeah. them play themselves. Yeah. yeah. Might as well just put up a mirror, you know, oh, the RSL yeah. first. I mean, that I feel like that should be like a regular thing, right? Like the, but or is that allowed? <laughs> like, or can the squads like train against each other all the time? I, I have no idea. So in other seasons, I would say it's almost certainly allowed. Um, although this season, I think it remains to be seen between COVID restrictions, yeah. between leagues. That's the big question for me. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. If that kind of thing's going to happen, it would be in the preseason. I don't I don't think it would happen during the regular season at all. So the other question I had for you guys, although Kyle, it looked like you were about to say something. No, I'm just, oh. I agree. I agree with Trevor. Well, I'm, I just, I'm a very, I'm in a very agreeable yes. mood this evening. Nailed it. Anyway. I got my, uh, my cup here with. Oh shoot! I can't remember. There's there's a company logo underneath this Saltair Football Club sticker, but I can't remember which company it was because it may be an Instructure one. But because after I was laid off, I was like, it feels weird looking at Instructure Cup. But then now I work for them again, so I think it is an Instructure Cup underneath this Saltair Football Club. So in the case that I get laid off again at some point, I'll just keep this this Saltair Football Club sticker upon. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So the other question I've got um, is obviously in England, you see teams traveling to China to all sorts of places um, for you know the star appeal, right? Uh, and because they stand to make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, when do you think something like that could come to MLS? And are, are there any teams now that would reliably see their preseason somewhere? you know, a little more outside the States like that. I think an LA based team could get away with that. Yeah. Probably a lot easier than anybody. I mean, they're already in LA and in my head, you, while you're talking, I imagine LA FC or galaxy, doesn't matter who, but one of them going to either, um, I mean, I'm imagining either like an Australian trip or like a Japanese trip. 
Yeah, I can you know see I mean? that. Something yeah. in the Asia territory of soccer, playing a couple games over there. I think Australia and Japan are, I don't know if they're comparable leagues, but I think it would be fun to see them play. And I, I think they could, if they wanted to like expand their marketability, I think that'd be pretty easy for them. Do yeah. we think any of that's likely to happen before there's like a, a full recognition of soccer as an American sport? Yeah, <sighs> I think they could. I think individual MLS teams might get picked as part of like one of those tours that you're talking about. The problem is, is like the seasons with a lot of the teams overseas don't really line up correctly. Um, you know, so, but like, yeah, I think we would have to switch to a different. Well, that's a good question. I don't know because generally, like, if it were just like, like, I could see an MLS team in the very near future being like part of like a package of teams that goes to like certain areas that's not necessarily just MLS teams. But yeah, that might make it difficult with a lot of the major league, most of the major leagues playing a different schedule than us. Yeah, I think the schedule is a big thing. I think um, now that you say that, a good point to make is that a lot of European teams come over to the US during the summer. And really, they're playing not so much anymore, but in the past, they were always playing MLS teams in the middle of the season. And it took kind of an uprising from a lot of fan bases to be like, we don't want you wasting time with these friendlies in the summer. Yeah. Because that's your season. So I think that's a good point is I don't know that teams in, I mean, just to use the LA example, I don't know that teams in Australia would want to play a friendly against the Galaxy in what is the middle of their season. (laughs) <laughs> like they're in the middle of their season right now. Yeah, I don't think it, the Galaxy are big enough or ever will be big enough to go down and just be like, no, we're the big guys here. You're going to play a game against us. Come on. We're yeah. way bigger than you. I, I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, that is that's like one of the biggest things for me, I, I think. So like something I mean, it, it is kind of it is really embarrassing that MLS teams were playing friendlies against these teams in the middle of the season. Um, I don't like that and never have. But um, a lot of things that do happen is like Liverpool will play against like an Italian team or something in like an American like at Fenway yeah. Park or something. Yeah. So maybe like. LA and New York City FC go play at, at like the affiliate club stadium Mel- Melbourne City FC in Melbourne because I'm pretty sure they're isn't Melbourne City owned by yeah. oh you're right that's right the, the city yeah. group so maybe like that's they nice do that order. like I could see like LA and New York City going to play at Melbourne City Stadium yeah, I think that's more likely is if you get a group of I mean because you know, you get groups of in years past, you get three or four teams that all agree to go play a preseason tournament somewhere and they call it the Diamond Cup or the whatever cup and it's a yeah. pointless thing and they just do it in Arizona or Florida or Southern California. I think you could probably get away with that in the next couple of years if you get like LA and Seattle and RSL or Columbus or whoever to I all think, just get I on think the it same will be like Australia. I think I think you're right. I think it will be like Australia or like Japan or something. Yeah, I would love to watch like J League X RSL. Perfect. That would be like, cool. I am all in on that. Yeah. Okay. So one more question for you all that was on the tip of my tongue and has now escaped. Oh, perfect. Um, I love those questions so, already. Yeah. Talk about something else for a minute and I'll, I'll try to remember it. No, I, I kid. Um, <laughs> I still don't remember it, of course. Um, so I think we can probably wrap this episode up. Um, well, although... We- did we talk specifically about who they're playing? Do we care uh, who they're playing? 
yeah, they're playing Colorado Rapids, uh, that legendary rivalry. Uh, yeah. Phoenix Rising FC, um, probably more, more my least favorite USL team. Yeah, just an awful team. Oh, I remember what it was. Thank you, Trevor. The streaming? The streaming. Oh, and, say, uh, we can't stop talking. and we play the Galaxy, right? Um, so so here's the thing, and we'll end on on this with a little discussion about this. Um, there is a very real possibility that we will get to see none of these games live. Um, <laughs> or at all. And we might get some fancy clips. looking clips. Um, so so I, it brings me to wonder, like, what sort of league does MLS want to be? Um, and I think to be like a serious soccer league, taking preseason at least somewhat seriously from a streaming perspective, if not like broadcast TV in some way, makes sense. But I'm curious, am I, am I overplaying the importance of seeing and getting excited about preseason games? No. Knowing not of course that they're not predictors. No, I, I'm going to point to the easiest and most obvious example of spring training baseball. We've got two or three baseball games on like broadcast, like ESPN, like a day, right? And these games, they do not matter at all. You've got starters that play one or two innings, games end in ties, they end after seven innings, or sometimes they go to nine innings. Sometimes they switch the rules halfway through the game. Like spring training games don't matter in baseball. But baseball fans love it, and they spend money to travel to go watch spring training games. These teams, I think like last year, this year, Chicago Cubs were in Florida, and they get fans that travel to go watch spring training games down in Florida. They plan vacations around it. It's huge. And I know baseball is probably the outlier in that, but yeah, like if you want to make preseason a thing – you definitely can, and I think you should. I think the sport would benefit from it. It's what builds excitement for the upcoming season. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, presumptively, they're operating on the fact that they have fans that are like really excited to see <laughs> the team. And um, with the off season that this club has had, you'd think you'd want to like get you know, that type of thing in front of fans as quickly as possible. So they should theoretically be doing everything they can to make that happen. I mean, they're posting like a ton of videos from like training and stuff. It's like people want to see some games. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, just, we just want content. We want to see the team. We want to see people playing soccer again. Like this yeah. is the time of the year where you have to get people excited about it. And if you're not going to put it on TV, if you're, or, not even TV. If you're not going to put it on YouTube, if you're not going to put it on Twitch, like, I don't know. I think it's just, <laughs> it's a severe lack of effort. And it's a really, it's a problem if you're not at least making an effort to get something Agreed. out there so that people can watch. And if it's just highlights, like I feel like just doing like highlights or little gifts of things during the game, like that's, that's the bare minimum standard. Yeah. That's just above a failing grade. Well, yeah. I think the uh, the the l- lack of an owner is probably playing some role in that. Yeah, um, I can't imagine Deloitte Hansen is interested Itching in putting a lot a whole of bunch of money. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, there's got to be a future for this club, and I'd love to start seeing that future now. Yeah. Instead of just twiddling my thumbs. That said, like maybe I'll be vaccinated and safe to travel to uh, Tucson, Arizona in early April. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. Hopefully. And if you guys are, you're welcome to come with me. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. That sounds delightful. Cool. Well, um, I think we'll close with. Uh, so I've never seen Field of Dreams, um, but I understand like it's they're dead baseball players in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so the immortal quote from I don't know, is it a dead baseball player? It says if it you build not. it, they will come. I don't think that's a dead baseball player. I think that's James <laughs> Earl Jones who says that. Oh, <laughs> maybe I should watch that. I love that guy. Like it's a good movie. I mean, it's definitely like a mid nineties, uh, like kind of poorly made movie, but it's like a good movie. You should watch is it. it. The Mighty Ducks of baseball movies. No, what's a good what's a good comparison? No, it's just like it's a kind of like is it heartwarming? It's heartwarming. It's like very mm. like nineties heartwarming mm. movie. All right. So it's it's a little silly at times, but it's it's good. If you have any, you don't even have to like baseball to appreciate it. It's a good movie. I don't. So, Kyle, should I watch it? Never seen it. Oh, well, I trust <laughs> Kyle on this. So, I think the, we're good. The movie guy hasn't seen it. That makes me laugh. I trust Kyle on movies. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not like a. I don't watch a lot of sports movies. No, that's fair. You yeah. know, like uh, what's my favorite sports movie? I mean, my favorite sports sports. You know what's interesting is my favorite. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is Friday Night Lights. Um, I think it's a perfect show. Uh, but movies, sports, you know, I mean, it's and Friday Night Lights is hardly even a sports TV show. Like it's the football is like a background character almost. It's the drama. It's the it's it's these people's lives that we become so entrenched in that we really care about. But uh, sports movies. Remember the Titans. I think that's the only that's the only good one. Well, uh, my only good one, only is, good one but. Zidane, a 21st century portrait, which the music is all by Mogwai and it's really good. Oh, that's it's, right. It's I did just see, amazing. Uh, I did see, what was that like? Uh, there was this soccer movie that came out when, I, I mean, I was like, my whole soccer team went and saw it. What was it called? She's the Man? Yeah, that's well, one that, that comes to my mind. <laughs> that's a good one too, but um, he plays for like, I want to say it's like Newcastle or something. Is, is is it called like goal goal is that a is that a goal oh, is, it, is it like actually a really bad movie goal exclamation point yeah, yeah. the goal it was the a trilogy goal one goal two living the dream goal three taking on the world what? yeah i'm pretty sure that's a really bad movie wow look at these David cameo Be- appearances David is in it yeah yeah what really oh, santiago munez he, he like he um he gets to LA like his family, like he like sneaks across the border or something. It's this like story of this like kid, you know, growing up in the United States and then, uh, playing soccer. I I can't remember what team he starts. Maybe like, I don't know, but he does go to Newcastle eventually, but he plays with David Beckham. Mm. Wow. And the second one he plays, uh, for Real Madrid. Interesting. Does have some Arsenal players making cameo appearances, so yeah, I will watch anything with Thierry Henry in it. Oh, good man! All right, uh, we should probably end this episode (laughs) before we start social hour again. Yep. (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, gentlemen, and uh, we'll chat again in a few minutes when we record the episode that's going to be released on Wednesday. Some little, a little bit of inside baseball for you there. Good night. Good night, and and good luck. Thank you.